Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Long ago, in the fictional world of J.R.R. Tolkien's masterpiece, Lord of the Rings happened. <laughs> yep, it <And> happened. <laughs> welcome to American Brews and Tunes. Now talking about classical music. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack classical music, that is. Anyway, welcome back to another episode. This is episode 114th. Uh, too bad it wasn't 111. I know, that would have been pretty fitting. It would have been perfect, yeah. 2020. Anyways, in case you... you well, 2020 hindsight. Oh. I, did, I did not elaborate on that one. <laughs> just said 2020 made sense in my head so i figured it would make sense in everybody's head yep (laughs) why not um anyways uh welcome back for all of you who uh listen in case you haven't ever listened what we do is we talk about two things that we love music and beer oh yeah Uh, and on this very special free form slash one-off yeah yeah free form slash one-off yep we are talking about the soundtrack to lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring Yes. Ooh. Yes. And I believe this is the first soundtrack we've done. I believe it is. Yeah. And first, um, but I mean, there are so classical. many. Yeah, true. I mean, I mean, yeah. You you would count sound like they, they don't classify this as a. I guess they do classify it as a soundtrack. But I would yeah. say it's it's classical music though. Yeah, because it is essentially score music. Yes. Sometimes people differentiate the soundtrack versus the score. Yeah. Um, f- for those of you who may not know, which, you know, some people don't know everything. Like if you were to think <laughs> of Remember the Titans, the soundtrack would be like all the fun pop music from the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the, like the, the soundtrack. The mainstream of... stuff, like stuff that was of bands that they just played their music. Yeah. Whereas A the good score is... would be the music in the background that's playing like during a game where it's real intense but yeah like real intense or the sad portion of the movie where the music evokes emotions and sadness exactly uh but before we delve into that uh let's talk about beer shall we oh yeah let's talk about this beer baby Uh, this beer actually inspired the music choice for the episode yes um, this is a beer from Westbrook Brewing Co. And I believe we have never reviewed one of their beers on the podcast before. Correct me if I'm, I'm not, wrong. Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me uh, tap into my great reserves of knowledge about every single beer we've had on the podcast. Nope. Never have. Never well, had Westbrook. There is a first for everything. Yes. Now... It is called the Gates of Smordor. <laughs> so basically, it's a they say it's a s'mores inspired imperial stout brewed with marshmallows, graham crackers, cacao nibs, and cinnamon. So it sounds like a banger to me. Yeah, the cinnamon kind of threw me for a loop because you'd expect marshmallow, graham cracker, and and chocolate or cacao nibs, but the cinnamon. 
Yeah, is an interesting maybe it'll choice. Be, yeah, maybe it'll be a nice little, uh, nice little flourish. Yeah, I would say so. I think it'll be pretty good. I'm excited yeah. to try it. Yeah. Let's say we give it a, a crack and a pour. Let's give it a crack and a pour, baby. Oh. So this is out of a bomber-sized bottle. Yes. Uh, 22 ounces, for those of you who may not know what a bomber is. Ooh, it smells so good. Oh, it really it smells rich, and it looks rich. It's really oh, it smells really, really dark. rich. Uh, this also clocks in at 11%, so it is a... Yes. Uh, it's a special occasion beer that you don't... Wow, this is really, really dark. One simply doesn't drink a s'mordor. <laughs> That looks so re- that looks real dark. I like that. It's really dark. It's got a nice dark chocolatey looking tan head. Yeah. And it smells <laughs> really chocolatey. It smells amazing. Yeah, it smells really good. It uh it smells like uh, Mordor. <laughs> you mean Smordor? I mean yeah, I mean Smordor. <laughs> it smells good though. I'm excited to try it. Wait, did you explain what Mordor is before we talked about this? <laughs> uh uh no okay yeah so for for those who don't know because like you're have never watched a great uh movie trilogy or like never read the books as children uh mordor is this evil place well i guess it's just a place and uh sauron is the leader there and it is to the, to, to the east of uh minas tirith for those who care <laughs> it's in the east and that's middle earth yeah and that's where that's where all the bad the bad guy the bad guy is sauron yeah and he's got a big old gate protecting mordor yes um and uh, the heroes of lord of the rings need to get through the gate but yes on the bottle of the gates of smordor there is a massive gate that's covered in melty marshmallows yep what a great picture yeah, I love it. I'm excited to try the beer. So for everyone who knows Lord of the Rings, you're, you'll get a good kick out of this. For everyone else, the beer looks and smells good. Yes. <laughs> Let's say that we uh, give it a cheers and a try. Let's do it. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. One hatch to rule them all. And down it goes. I almost spit my beer out. Mm, Whenever you said uh, one hatch to rule them all, I almost spit my beer out. Well, I was going to go down the ring's hatch, but I figured <laughs> one hatch to rule them all was better. Oh, man. This is well, really I, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to take another sip because I wasn't able to properly swish it around in my mouth. Yeah, go ahead and take a sip and I'll get my first impression. So, based on how dark this looks and the uh, whopping 11% alcohol by volume. I was expecting it to be really boozy and a, a sipper, but I don't like, I, I can tell that it's boozy, but it's doesn't like have that necessarily overly warming sensation. It's extraordinarily smooth. It's really smooth. Yeah. Um, whenever I, whenever I just tasted it there, the first thing that really hits you is the, uh, is the chocolate. Like it really does taste like, um, like dark chocolate, mm-hmm. really good. And, and then, I yeah, you have that overall. Cinnamon or graham cracker, because I think both of those well, flavors come together. Yeah, I am getting like a really nice bready 
uh, flavor, but it's not like the normal breadiness that you would get from like a like a brown ale or something like that. It almost does taste like a graham cracker. It's really weird. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm going to go back in for another sip and see if I pick up any marshmallows. I'm almost getting like an almond flavor as well. Almond. That Maybe yeah, that's a, the marshmallows. A, I don't know. There's a bit of a vanilla-y flavor, so maybe that I could attribute mm-hmm. that to the marshmallow. So it's, I think it has all of the flavor flavors that they uh, said that they used. That they it's, advertised, it's all in there. yeah. This is a s'more I mean, the, if I've it, ever had one. It, it almost uh, it almost tastes like burnt marshmallow. Think of it in that way. Oh, let me let me go back because I mean, like a big stout like this with the roasted malts, the roasty malty flavor. Yeah, um, with that this combined definitely with got the marshmallow, the that makes sense that it would be like a fire roasted mallow. Yeah, held. Uh, I'm I'm definitely getting the roasty malties from this. Like they took a marshmallow and like roasted it in Mount Doom. <laughs> yes the uh the brewers actually went to new zealand and off the trail you know, to mordor yeah whilst making s'mores hmm, this is um, a very good i mean beer. that's I like this that's not true but it could be we don't know i like i like to imagine that it's true yeah we're purely speculating but that doesn't mean that it's not true yeah i mean speculate all you want that's what oh. the imagination is for. Yes, it is. A mind it's for you is to a terrible thing and to have waste. fun. Yeah. What's that movie? What's that movie where they say a mime is a terrible thing to waste? Is that a? I can't. Remember I want to say it's. Is. I think it's from. I could be completely wrong about this, but I think it's from a Mel Brooks movie, isn't it? If, if it, it's not, then a I would be surprised because that's a that's a Mel Brooks joke if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I can see him writing that and going. <laughs> Oh, himself, <laughs> just laughing to himself, like, "Ooh, that's a that's a real zinger." Yeah, I'll put Mel that Brooks. in my next movie. What a great direct! What a, he's just great all around. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, uh... I think it's sorry. I think it, I think it's Blazing Saddles that it's uh, that it's in. Okay, okay, I, I, I got to rewatch anyway. Blazing Saddles. I think it's on Netflix, <laughs> but a great movie. Yeah. Anyway, let's get let's talk about music. Yeah. Um. If the beer. Profile flavor changes to us as it warms up. We'll let you know otherwise. Let's uh, let's Lord of the Rings it up, yo. All right, yo. <laughs> so as a Ute, um, I was only really aware of The Hobbit because me and my dad had read that back in the day. Okay. Uh, but I wasn't necessarily aware of Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. Like I didn't read it or I don't even know if I knew it was a thing. I did read it. Um, and I think, I think the only reason that I read it was because my brother read it and he was like, Oh, it's so good. You've got to read it. And then I was struck his chin. like, Jesse, you, you've got to read Lord you of the need, Rings. Uh, yes, Jesse, you need to read this book. It is what, uh, civilized people do. <laughs> Not that I was uncivilized or anything as a child, but. Just trying um, to get you cultured a little bit more. maybe. Yeah. So I, I did read it in junior high. Um, it's actually, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm probably due to, to read it again. Honestly, it's been I, so long since I, since I have read it. Same here. I didn't read it actually until college. Okay. So that's when I finally bought the books and decided to read it. Um, but sometime in mid to late August of 2002, uh, yeah. my mom took me and my buddy Jake to Eagle video. <laughs> and that <laughs> is, video. that is what it was called. It was the video rental portion of giant Eagle. And for yep. those of you who don't know, uh, if you have a Pittsburgh accent, you would call it John Eagle. 
Giant That's Eagle. how you pronounce Giant Eagle. So Giant Eagle took advantage of that and made their video rental place called Eagle Video. <laughs> um, so we went there, and I remember specifically that we rented Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 for the N64. Oh, yeah. Nice. I didn't own it at that time. Those were the days, man. Going and really renting was. games from from a video store. Not anymore. Anyway, not, not anymore. Uh, we rented that. And there was some popular new movie called Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. So we rented that on the VHS. A VHS, oh yeah. And uh, took it back. Um, We we played a lot of Tony Hawk, but I think we watched The Fellowship of the Ring three times that weekend. Dang, yeah. Like, I I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then, like, we we put it in and we were just kind of, like, dumbfounded. It was so good. Yeah, I know. I remember watching that movie as well. When I was uh, younger, I guess, yeah, if, if I would have probably watched it on VHS as well. And I remember the scene when they're in the mines of Moria and mm-hmm. the cave troll scene like oh. that, that movie and that general studio, the one, the, the studio that did the special effects for that movie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they're called right now. Uh, Weta or something like that. Um, but that cave troll looks so real. Oh, they in, did, the, in the those visuals scenes. are fantastic, and this is yeah early two thousands. Yeah, a lot of other I big remember. Movies it wasn't, I remember know, being super. I remember being scared like during that <laughs> scene when I first watched it. I was like, oh, it's super realistic, and it, look, yeah. it just looks great. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, anyway, from, yeah. From there on, uh, like I said, that was that was uh, late to August two thousand two. Yeah, um, we went and saw all the rest of the Lord of the Rings movies in the theaters because. Yeah, um, they were they were just so great, and I got my the rest of my family on board, um, and it was just it was awesome. Like it was such a fantastic movie. Yeah, the whole, uh, the whole trilogy, the whole series. Yeah, the whole trilogy is really good. Yeah, clearly Jesse and I weren't the only ones who liked Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, a lot of people went, liked it. It went on to gross two point nine eight one billion dollars. Wow, the first um, one? that's the trilogy. Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, the, the trilogy. trilogy. Okay, yeah, but that's in insane amount of money yeah that's a lot it's ridiculous um but all three movies have well over 90 percent rotten tomatoes um and uh, as a whole like the trilogy was nominated for 30 academy awards dang yeah 10 per movie yeah it won 17 um it won a bunch of smaller ones that they typically don't show on uh like the academy awards like Best, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it won some <laughs> major awards. Like, yeah, it won um, a lot of major ones. For The Return of the King, it won Best Picture and Best Director. Wow. Um, for Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King, it won Best Original Score. Oh, yeah, because you know that music had to be good for Lord of the Rings. It really did. And that's what leads us here, the score. Yeah, the score. Howard Shore uh, was the composer of the score. Have you ever um, looked into some other things that Howard Shore did? Because I, 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 I knew his name from Lord of the Rings, but I didn't really know what he did before. Well, Steve, I have this handy thing called the internet. Yeah, I have this handy can... thing called the four that I wrote down that I liked the most of, out of all the movies he made. <laughs> but I mean, you could click through. He's got he, he has scored dozens and dozens of films. Yeah, he really has. Uh, apparently Martin Scorsese likes him a lot because he did the scores for The Departed, The Aviator, and Gangs of New York. Oh, wow. I did not know that he did the score for uh, The Departed. 
Yeah, I mean, he didn't huh. do the Dropkick Murphy song that happens to be in well, there. But yeah, still, obviously. the rest of the the rest of the music in there is great. And that's like those are that's a wide variety of movies. The Departed takes place in early two thousands Boston. The Aviator takes place in what is it like nineteen twenties Hollywood? And Gangs of New York takes place in like Civil War era New York. Yeah, uh, and the um, scores are all great in those movies. Yeah, I'm looking on his Wikipedia page, and he has composed the scores for over 80 films. So he's 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 been around the block. Um, I I guess (laughs) the musical block. (laughs) Yeah, the the musical block, the 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 film score block. I mean, I would I would probably say that uh, the Lord of the Rings is probably some of his best work, or most well known anyway. I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. The complete fellowship of the ring score was a little over three and a half hours long. Yes. But the actual release that you'll find in like CD stores or on Spotify or anywhere, YouTube is a condensed version. Um, so if you just look up the fellowship of the ring soundtrack, you'll find it. And it's about one and a quarter hours long. Um, so it's um, on Wikipedia. They said it was for more of like a, like a concert listening experience. Okay. Yeah. And I believe actually, they changed some arrangements and moved some things around. I will tell it. you, I will tell you that I'm on Spotify. They do have the three hour version. Yes. That's they what I started the, listening to originally. I was like, ah, I can't. They have the, three yeah, they do right have now. the complete version. Yeah, You can find it. Um, but the one that sold the most and was um, kind of distributed a little bit more early on was the um, condensed version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to talk about before we move on to talking about the music. Uh-huh is just how important like uh, scores are or music is in movies in general, but how even more important it is in a movie like Lord of the Rings or like Star Wars or like Game of Thrones or, you know, like any of those like fantasy. Dare I say that the score is almost a character of its own? I mean, yeah, you could say that. It can move the story. It'll set the tone. Um, it'll alert the audience or maybe surprise or mm. it, it, it just has a powerful effect that you, you it's yeah. really difficult to measure. Yeah. And like imagine yeah, Jaws so, without the Jaws theme. Yeah. Without the da-da. It's impossible. Da-da. Yeah. Like that, that is as much a part of what makes Jaws a good movie as like the, the shark or exactly. the actors. Or like and, and, Jurassic Park. Like, do you yeah. remember when they see the dinosaurs for the first time? Right. Every time I hear that, I, I am transported back to the, the visuals. Yeah, and so that's the point that I that I wanted to make, is that without a good score, this movie would be terrible. Yeah. Like, n- not terrible, but not as good. And the score, like you said, just plays such an important role in setting the scene, you know, conveying emotions that convey conveying emotions about a scene in a different way than yeah. just like than just visual, you know. Yeah, it's, so, it's very important. Yeah, um, and clearly they did a great job with Lord of the Rings. Or yeah, they Howard. they really did. Howard Shore did. Good old Howie, you know. Yeah. Shall we delve into the music a little bit? Yeah, we're not gonna. I don't think. At least I'm not going to do a no. We're, uh, we're full not doing, track by track breakdown. No, we're not doing track by track. We're just talking generally, general yeah. stuff about it. 
I'm going to go about my overarching thing and then uh, Jesse will go over his, whatever he has. Um, yeah. The thing that I take away from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is that there are musical themes that recur throughout the entire trilogy. Um, but uh, I guess they're all introduced here in Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. And I think these are the four that strike me the most and they're all equally important. Um, okay. And I, can, I gave them my own names. Okay. Um, so I'll, just, I'll just dive in. Uh, the all first right, yeah, one, sounds good. The first one would be the innocent theme. <laughs> the innocent theme. The, this is, the, the stuff they use in like the, the like Shire. And... Shire stuff or Hobbits or even when like moments where there will be moments of like extreme peril and then Gandalf will look over to Frodo and he, he just gets touched by how brave Frodo is or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's that calming theme that's like that. I think when you hear it the first time, it's played on like an Irish flute or a, yeah, like, do, do, a do, pan do, flute do, or something. Yeah, it's a great theme. Uh, it? It's 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 played on multiple instruments and comes back certain times. Yeah, and I think the effect that that has is it lightens the mood and it just kind of reminds you of the characters. I think. Yeah, um, I w- I would definitely agree with you on that. I think that is uh, one way that Howard Shore like really does impact the the film is that like he does kind of have like different motifs and whatever, however else you want to describe that mm-hmm. for different characters or different settings or uh, yeah, like each individual place, like the elves music is different. The human music mm-hmm. is different. Dwarven music mm-hmm. is different. He was very um, aware of that, like, I think. Sauron's music is different and they all, they all use different, uh, yeah, I guess like different motifs or different styles of writing, different time signatures, different mm-hmm. um, instrumentation that all plays in so well to building the musical world of Lord exactly. of the Rings. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the second theme that I, I pick up on is the mysterious theme. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I think this this plays out through a bunch of different parts. It's It's the one that kind of goes... Do, 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 Yeah. Um, I think that comes in, like, when they'll tell, like, stories of prophecy or when someone's explaining something or maybe yeah. when something mysterious happens or, or like, someone's lurking. Um, it's this kind of strange theme that comes back plenty of times, but it's very memorable. Yeah, definitely. Really a cool theme. Uh, the third theme that, gets a unless you had something else to say about that one. Um, that's that theme is generally used. Is it generally used in the context? I haven't watched the movie in a long time, um, but is that generally used in the context of like the the quote unquote evil characters, or is it, or is not, it also used always. with? Okay, not always. Like you, I think you get that for like Gollum or when they're explaining like where the rings came from or, or any backstory. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a little ominous though. For sure. Definitely, so I think yeah. sometimes there are unsavory characters that it comes comes into play with. But the next theme right. definitely comes in with bad characters. I yes. call this the Doom theme. Oh, I think I know um, what you're going to talk about, and probably. I agree. And I agree. <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, there's def there's a lot of different variations of it, but the one that I pick up the most is it's got these. I don't know if it's French horns or some kind of low sounding horns that 
the, like have a descending sound like the dun dun and there are other that horns that right. play over top of it and then a choir that comes in Ba-ba-ba. a really ominous sounding choir that's almost reminiscent of duel of the fates from star wars yeah yeah um, and that's usually always when saruman or sauron's there or a belrog's coming to chase to the try to kill gandalf yeah but too bad he is yes. the uh he did the, technically kill well one of the flame of honor assisted in killing gandalf the gray if we want to get True. into it i mean um, yeah that's that's for a different episode maybe we'll do some episodes <laughs> just talking about lord of the rings <laughs> maybe we, we could do that that would be a long podcast <laughs> it would, yeah uh but it's a great great theme and it's really ominous sounding it's like the i i don't really have a much better word than ominous and dark sounding it's a um, great great bad guy song yeah, the, the thing that I would add to the, to what you're going to say, unless you're going to mention it later, um, is uh, there's specifically in The Fellowship of the Ring, there's like a, a song for wherever wherever Saruman is. I can't remember what that uh, Isengard mm-hmm. for like whenever whenever you're in Isengard and you're with Saruman and he's like plotting you know, with his Urukai or whoever else. Yeah. Um, he, Howard Shore specifically uses the, uh, uh, time signature five, four. Oh, I didn't know. And, that. um, so, and I, I believe he splits it up into one, two, three, one, two. So it's like the, So like he, and I think that generally only happens in Isengard, uh, at least in that, at least in that movie. A great theme. And yeah, like that really, but I mean, there are other scenes in other movies too. Yeah. That specifically like that time signature really drives the intensity of those moments. Isengard. They're taking the hobbits to eyes and God don't, don't need to bring that up right now. <laughs> Sorry, it just popped up in my head. But yeah, that does happen. The 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 music that you were talking about, the five four and time signature in that in that portion is huge. The, the final theme, and I'm sure you can think of it if you like. There's only one other major thing that would pop into my head that I haven't said yet, and I would call it the hero's theme. Hero's theme. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's, and this is probably the most like regal and inspiring sound sounding one. It's the dun dun da 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 yeah. And I don't want to say exclusively it's used for this, but it's always like popping up when the good guys are killing it. Um, yeah, like <laughs> pops up killing it literally. Yeah, like if they're in a battle and you see like the camera goes towards Aragorn and he's like charging towards the enemy. Mm-hmm. Or some horsemen from Rohan are charging into battle. Like this is the music that they play epic over that. Sounding. It's like a really yeah. epic sounding, sound. real epic movement. Yeah, but yeah, it's like meant to convey like this, uh, like powerful moment for that character. I guess if you've never like, heard it, you could go to the one minute and fifteen second mark of the song "The Ring Goes South" and you'll be blasted with it. <laughs> okay, it'll blast you. Take Not notes, everybody, Jesse, listeners. Yeah, you know, you know the song. I do. Yes. Um, so basically, those. I, and granted, there are definitely way more musical moments that happen, come and go, and reoccur throughout this movie and the rest of the trilogy. But those are the four that strike me the most. 
Yeah, and I would I would agree with you. Like that was that was basically what I was going to touch on as well. Is that just the fact that Howard Shore does such a great job of of having these motifs play out in the situations and have them in, they're so impactful. They um, really are when paired with you know the the acting and the mm-hmm. all the different angles that they you know use in the movie and whatnot. On a completely unrelated note, yeah. Um, on Fargo season three. <laughs> okay. Is this, is this the Fargo with, uh, with who is the actor? Is it Chris Rock? He's in Fargo season four. Oh, okay. every, every season is its own story. Definitely mm. worth a watch if you've never checked it out. And okay. if you like, um, dark comedies and the uh, Coen brother esque movies and stuff. Um, but in season three, at the very beginning of one of the episodes, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, starts the narration and he introduces every character who that you already know you've, you've been watching the show. It's like maybe the halfway through the the season and he kind of goes over every character and says for this character, we'll play the oboe because it is the, the (laughs) sound that this character would, I don't don't know how he explains it, but then they play that theme (laughs) of that character over the, over the actual character. That's funny. Yeah. And then he, so he introduces all the sounds that go with each character. Um, And as the episode progresses, every time a character is on screen, even if it's like super light in the background, they're, they're like, they'll have those themes. Yeah. That's really cool. It's pretty cool. Really cool. So it's not necessarily a hundred percent like this, but kind of that idea where you have. Yeah. Yeah. Same idea where. Like musical ideas that relate to characters or situations. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's like that is kind of the function of a score, right? Yeah, you know, it's not just to write, you know, a catchy melody or whatever, like the like the Shire theme. Yeah, it's it's functional. Um, it's functional as well. Yeah, it's very very highly functional. And I I mean, I, there's definitely a reason why they got the Academy Award for best score. Mm-hmm. The only, I mean, there are other great scores too, like the first parts of the Caribbean. Great, some great stuff. I can't remember the guy's name who did that. Um, I don't know, but it's not John Williams, but John Williams is a score. He fiend. Is, yeah. He is the master of writing a very simple melody that defines yep. a series Devi- mm-hmm. defines, uh, I mean, like he did star Wars. He did the first few Harry Potters, Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's done Superman. so many, so, so many, many huge scores. Movies, yeah. Uh, but scores, like we had said earlier, it, it doesn't necessarily make the movie, uh, but it can definitely contribute to the movie's success. Yeah, for sure. Or detriment. I mean, yeah, I mean, just imagine like any scene in Lord of the Rings without the music, and you're like, like just it's, imagine the Shire, right? Without the do 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 do, without you that, you're just like, tied. yeah, you, it's yeah, forever. There's tied no to the, the movie. Yeah, there's no. There's never going to be a different sound that applies to the Shire for me. Like if they remake Lord of the Rings in the future, I don't think that they'll be able to change the soundtrack. You know, they'd have to do something. I don't know because I think they're trying to make a TV series out of it. We'll see if it actually happens. But yeah, I don't know. The the movies are are fantastic. Yeah, Um, a lot of these musical themes that come up in the unfortunate Hobbit trilogy as well. I like that you prefaced that with the unfortunate Hobbit trilogy. I, I recently rewatched it, and uh, there, are, there are there are some redeeming elements to it. 
There are, but it's just not good, though. Visually, it's just more cheesy. Yep. Like it's it's they odd did. Choice, but that's, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they use as much practical stuff. No, they in didn't. the Hobbit trilogy, and they didn't need to make it a trilogy, man. Yeah, uh, that had they, to be a movie. I feel like that had to be some sort of corporate thing. It was a money grab. Yeah, just just based on how well Peter Jackson and his other writers did the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Guillermo like del Toro I, was supposed to do The Hobbit, and then he either got fired or quit real close to when they were filming. So Peter Jackson had to jump on board. And I think oh. he said in an interview once, he's like, he's like, I we, we were so unprepared to the point where I didn't even know the script we were filming till the day of. Oh my gosh. So he was handed a... He, he was, was handed he was handed a flaming bag of poop. Yeah. But like I said, there are redeeming value. Like there's like you can go back and rewatch it and there are some good stuff that you can take out of it. Yeah. Um like I think Martin Freeman was a great Bilbo. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked him a lot. Um there was some of the uh uh dwarves I really liked, but all in all, um all it doesn't all, all in all they like, they tried to make it like a Hollywood movie, basically. Like a They failed. Yeah, they failed. It was it was bad. Anyway, but enough about that. Is great. The soundtrack's great. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this beer now that it's uh, warmed up quite a bit? Well, I still have most of it left, um, but it is still just as good as when we first opened it. Yeah, it's got a real nice velvety mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about that. I think when we first um, were talking about how it uh, tasted, but it's it's really yeah. I would nice. I would agree with that. Like it's a. Uh, yeah, it's really smooth. It uh, has that really nice, warm, like liquor feeling, mm-hmm. like the high booze content. Like great dessert. Keep, mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. It uh, if you ever find it, Gates of Smordor, check it out. Yeah, for sure. It's good. Um, looking forwards to next week. I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> hey, it's a surprise. It's a surprise to you and to us as well. <laughs> You'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, but it'll be something good. Of that, I can guarantee. Yeah, definitely. Uh, closing thought. Any... Closing thought for me um, yep. on the whole episode in general. Mm-hmm. Just really appreciate how scores affect a movie. You know, that's pretty much it. And that I just love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 Those are the only two things for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with that um, wholeheartedly. And if you haven't ever listened to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, instead of listening to the soundtrack, just go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, watch watch the extended versions. They're much better than the original. Um, and then, yeah, after you've watched them enough, you know the music enough, you can just listen to the whole soundtrack and enjoy it for three hours. <laughs> three hours, oh my gosh. Per I'm, movie. I feel like even after watching the movie once, you'll you'll be acquainted enough with the music because it, a lot of it comes back multiple times. Yeah, definitely. But either way, thanks for joining us. If you want to reach out, give us some constructive criticism, comments. Some constructive compliments, maybe. want to say hello. Um, If you want to recommend an album for us to review. Yeah, that's true. We do that. If you guys want to tell us to listen to your least favorite album or your favorite album. We will review. Or if you want us to listen to Country. you can, we'll, you can we'll recommend it. that as well. We'll do it. 
Um, you can look us up on any of the social medias, American Brews and Tunes, or you can send us an email at AmericanBrewsAndTunes at gmail.com. Yes. Um, well, let's say that we... Uh, I, I am not going to finish uh, this beer. I'm going to have let's one... Let's, let's have another sip of this I'll beer. I'll have another sip whenever we okay. cheers, but I still have a full glass, a full pint glass okay. of it. So do I. <laughs> As we always say at American Brews and Tunes. One Cheers. match to drink them all. Mmm, <laughs> it's really uh, good. I'm gonna enjoy really drinking this the rest of the however long it takes me to drink it. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll take me a while to finish it. <laughs> Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity beam a